0: Welcome to my Life Beyond Postnatal Depression podcast and the beginner health sessions. I'm your host, Susan Scolling, and let's be honest, making changes to our health can seem hard, confusing, and complicated. So let's come back to basics. Each Thursday, I'll be here with simple tools you can use to transform your health. See you inside. Hi everyone, we're back with another beginner health session. I hope you're learning lots and putting into play what you're learning. Remember, if what I'm sharing excites you, hold on to that feeling, whatever the feeling is for you, and take action. The road is never straightforward, but you'll find your path, and that's what's important here. You know yourself best. You know what works for you, not me, not your partner, not your kids, not your bestie. Sure, we might all have great ideas, but it's not until you try them on, give them a red hot go, and I mean, turn up for yourself consistently that you'll know if it's something you want to keep doing, or if it's something you need to tweak a little bit. When I started my soul hour, I wanted to make sure it worked for my family too. I tried doing it at night time, after work, or after dinner, but it always clashed with something. Getting Teddy fed and ready for bed, our dinner, getting Teddy to bed, getting Teddy to sleep, which could take a few hours, and who feels like being soulful through exercise and reading at 10pm at night. I was heading straight to sleep. It just wasn't working, and it was causing more angst, which wasn't what I wanted. Morning times weren't something myself or Chris were keen on. They were the quiet hours we'd spend together. And when I say keen on, keen on me doing soul hour. As I said before, these were the quiet hours we'd spend time together. They were my sleeping hours. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know I love my sleep. But I flipped it to the mornings. And with some more wiggling, changing days and times, we found that that worked best. Initially, I would get up 20 minutes before normal wake up, Monday to Friday. Then it was 30 minutes before our normal wake up, Monday to Friday. Then 30 minutes before normal wake up, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, staying in bed with Chris on Wednesdays, and then finding another slot over the weekend. Then it became one hour before normal wake up, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, again having Wednesdays off. And as I mentioned just before, in terms of weekends, I'd do it at a time that suited me and my family. And initially this was Saturdays and Sundays, as in both days, but eventually it became one day on the weekend and I just slotted it in. These days my soul hour looks super different, but I still have soul practices that I do every day. For example, on Monday I had a Reiki session and massage with, the lo- with a local Reiki prash- practitioner, a lot of words, <laughs> um, or a mouthful of words, other days, it looks like Chris and Teddy leave for school at, um, and work at 8am and I sit outside for 5 to 10 minutes, just sitting, not doing anything or thinking about anything. It's a practice. Then I either head out for a 30-minute walk run um, or I sit my butt down and meditate for 33 minutes and I tweak, go with whatever feels good on the day, aiming to do both but not always getting there. My meditation practice was initially listening to guided meditations. Now I practice letting my thoughts go. So I watch my breath. I don't listen, um, I don't listen to someone else. I just started out doing this and doing it through by 10 minutes a day. Recently, when I started back with my practice, I sat for 15 minutes. That became 20 minutes, then became 25 minutes, then became 30, and now 33. And the reason for 33 is 33 is an angel number, which means expression and impact. I didn't pick 33 for that reason, it picked me, and we've just been hanging out together for a couple of weeks now. What I've described to you above is one of the keys to success with achieving any goal, flexibility. When you can be flexible, you can let go of your grip and you allow the flow of life to come on the journey. When you hold on so tight to how things should be, you generally, you're generally being in anxiety, angst, unhappiness, judgment, and criticism. Plus, you become very lonely because you're not bringing people along on your journey. You're only focused on the path to achieving your goal, and anyone that gets in the way is generally a distraction. Not in a bad way, but just you just don't have time for them. Have you ever felt like that before? Anxious about achieving a goal? Judging yourself for not showing up to how you're meant to. Criticizing yourself for not strictly following the plan you've set out for yourself. It's not fun. And have you ever set a goal and not done anything about it? Or you've done it for one day, went for a walk, ate clean, excuse me, (coughs) read the book, managed your P's and Q's, meditated, had one alcoholic drink, etc. I know I have. Years ago, I bought a gym membership for a whole year. I was going to be so diligent. I went every day for the first week and then probably went another 10 times by the time that year was over. As a 12 year old, I decided to become vegetarian on a Sunday morning. By Sunday lunch, I was eating bacon at a friend's house for lunch. On a particular weekend, I wasn't planning to drink in my 20s, I wasn't planning to drink alcohol this particular weekend. And then Saturday night came around, our parents were away, my sister's friends were over. So I drove to the Bottle O for a packet, six-pack of Sub-Zero. Uh, this is back in the 90s. And I came back with a case. Yes, a whole case of Sub-Zero. Oh, Anyway, <laughs> it was a better investment, a return on investment at the time. Needless to say, I was drinking and we went out partying that night. From memory, it was a good night, an awesome night. So what is it that keeps us stuck? What is it that stops us from achieving our goals? Is it us? You and me? It is us. It's not my mum or dad because they weren't home that weekend and my sister's friends wouldn't have partied at my my parents' house if they were home, you know, like we did. It's definitely not my friend's mum's fault for serving me bacon for lunch and definitely not my gym's fault that I didn't show up. There are five stages to change plus an additional one that gets you back into the five. So it's important or value, valuable to identify which one you're in when you're making a change in your life. In episode 101, I talked about different types of motivation, intrinsic and extrinsic. These definitely play a part and will support you when you're ready to go for it. But before you dive in, there's in there, just have a look at where you're at, which this episode's helping with. Everyone can be in all these stages, or can be in all these stages in different areas of our lives, and I'll explain why, but first, here are the five stages, stages of change. One is pre-contemplation, two is contemplation, three is planning, four is action, and five is maintenance. The bonus one is when you have a habit in place, but you, you fall off the wagon and you want to get back on. I know we've all been in that space. Pre-contemplation, number one, is generally when you're 12 months from making a change, or you don't believe you need to make a change. You're using language like, I don't need to, I don't believe I need to, I'm doing fine, it's something I might do in the future, etc. You're using something called sustain talk, language that keeps you right where you are. Like I said before, Everyone is in pre-contemplation for certain areas of their, of their life. For example, your job's not bad, so it's the better, the better the devil you know than the devil you don't. I like shopping at my local supermarket. Going to three different supermarkets to get the best price is a waste of my time. Or, I like walking, I know running would be better for me, but I just don't need to run. So what areas of your life are you in pre-contemplation? Is it your relationship, career or job, personal development, education, exercise, food, sex life? What is it for you? There's no right or wrong here and you might be in pre-contemplation because it suits you and you're happy and that's okay. But notice when that sustained talk comes into play and it's keeping you stuck from moving forward. That's the key. Stage number two is contemplation. Generally speaking, you're ready to make a change in your life, and in about six months to a month's time. So this is like time frame that's coming up. And you see that you'll see that as a theme through as I talk about it. There's a bit more uncertainty, but certain certainty plays a part too. You know you're going to make a change at some point, but there's no rush. You just have um, you <laughs> have so much going on already, so you're just not needing to move forward. Again, you're using sustained talk, like maybe one day, or I can't right now, there's too much going on, maybe in a couple of months, or I just don't have the energy. <clears throat> However, with contemplation, you're more aware of what others are doing in the area you're and that you're looking to shift into. You might be having conversations with these people, but you're not taking action. Then there's the planning stage. This is when you're actively investigating things like searching Instagram or Facebook for health coaches or looking at health coach courses, talking to people about their experiences and asking specific questions about how the experience could fit in with your life. You might even buy new runners, a Fitbit and explore your gym options. You might have um, researched organic farmers markets in your area and pinned a few recipes you'd like to try on Pinterest. This is about the one month period, and you've made a mental commitment to yourself to start making changes, but you haven't changed yet. You've just done some of the incremental things on the outside. This is the phase when you're using change talk, like, wouldn't it be great if we all ate organic all the time, or I think it would. I would like to try running a half marathon, or I'm ready to fit into my jeans a little bit better. Can you see how your mindset has changed and how you feel um, and sorry and can you feel how it feels to think and talk like that? It feels really good. It feels inspiring. Then there's action and we all know this part because we've all done it at some point in our life. So this is stage number four. Action is where you're actively working towards your goals. For example, you're going to the gym as you planned. You've stopped eating chocolate for 2021, which was my goal. You started that course. Action is the bit you need to be consistent and flexible with. It's the bit you need to keep showing up for because no one's going to do it for you. And that's a good thing. It's because it's about who we become on the journey. This is where action comes into play. Yes, Action is the journey, and the journey is where the magic is. The magic isn't in the destination. That's the celebration. It takes six months for you to hit stage five, which is the maintenance stage. And this is the stickler for so many people. Six months. I can't do it for six months. That's the story you tell yourself. But let me tell you this. You've been on this earth and breathing for more than six months. You've shown up for your job, generally speaking, for more than six months. You went to school for more than six months. You've eaten breakfast, lunch and dinner every day for more than six months. You've bought yourself new undies, shirts, socks, etc. for more than six months. And God willing, you will be on this earth for longer than six months from the date of this podcast when you're listening. And you've probably whinged about why change is so hard for more than six months. I'd say that, I say that with love, but truly you might have, I have. So what have you done for more than six months? Pause the podcast and then say it all out loud. Here are mine, or some of mine at least. I've been married for more than six months. I've been a mum for more than six months. I've been a daughter and a sister and a wife for more than six months. I've played netball for more than six months. I've been a health and life coach for more than six months. I've lived in Harvey Bay for more than six months. I went to school for more than six months. I've worked at all my jobs for more than six months. I've given up chocolate for more than six months. I've given up alcohol for more than six months. I lived in Canberra for more than six months. That's just a few ideas to get you started. But as I said before, feel free to pause the podcast and come back when you've got your, you know, five or six or 10 or 15 things that you've done for more than six months. Six months it is. Not 21 days to change a habit or 66 days to change a habit. Six months to be in the maintenance phase. And note that this phase isn't called the done phase. It's called the maintenance phase because we get to maintain our new status quo. We get to decide what our next goal is and we get to build on it. For example, I gave up chocolate in 2021. I don't believe in New New Year's resolutions, so it wasn't that. But inspired by a friend who was giving up chocolate for her 50th year, on the 31st of December 2020, I asked myself, if I was to change one thing in 2021 that would have a significant impact on my life, what would it be? giving up chocolate was the answer and believe me i put it aside a number of times before surrendering and moving forward and giving up chocolate now that i'm in my 10th month of no chocolate and what that means is no bars blocks easter eggs etc basically anything you find in the lolly aisle at the supermarket and at the cash registers for that matter i know that i want to have the option of eating chocolate again so If I go to a chocolatier, I want to try their chocolate. Or if I'm at a restaurant and I order a hot chocolate and they provide an after-dinner mint, I want to have the option of eating that chocolate. Mind you, I've got two months to go and I'm going to stick with it to the end of the year and then that's when that change will come into play. But what I know is that I'm no longer that person that sits on the couch to a block of chocolate at night time. That person has left the building. In terms of what's next... I recently sat down and asked myself, if I was to take my 2021 goal to the next level, what would that look like? And the answer was, if everything in your outside world is a mirror of your inside world, what do we need to shift? I was away at the time, so I visually looked inside my home, like the house that I live in. We'd been in Harvey Bay for 12 months, but I hadn't finished dressing our home, And there were still things that were unfinished. Plus, there were things we'd unpacked but hadn't touched for 12 months. And there were things that came with us on the move. And when we unpacked them, I identified they could go to charity. And they were still in the shed. I then took out the circle of life that looks at the 12 areas of our lives and walked through what I wanted to shift in each area. This is my next project if I hadn't given up chocolate and I hadn't planned it and taken action and been in the maintenance phase, I might not have gotten here. Giving up chocolate, which I'll tell you I thought was impossible, has made so much more possible. So what are you keen to shift in your life and if you were to pick one thing, what would that be? Journal and journal out all your thoughts about it, See where you're at in terms of the stages of change, and know that you can work through these stages in your own timeframes. The ones above are just guidelines, and we all know that we want, when we want to create anything in our lives, we can move quickly. If you're keen to dive into more information about the stages of change, you can learn more about the trans-theoretical model in Thriving to Change by James and Janice Prochaska. And remember, motivation is key. So go back to episode 101 and find your intrinsic motivation to create any change you want in your life. Thank you for joining me today. And please hop over to either my website, Instagram or business Facebook page and share your key takeaways from this episode. If you're keen to level up your life and create a new path that aligns with you, I'd love to chat with you and support you on your journey. So head over to my website and book in a free initial coaching session and let's talk about what you want to create in your life because it's totally possible. And next week, let's dive into values. Do you know what your values are in your life and why you don't agree with people or see eye to eye to them? Do you know what brings energy into your life that you can tap into anytime. I'm excited to share these answers uh, that were the answers to these questions with you and so much more. See you in the next episode.